Um, by Harness Decision Podcast here with Sam Maxwell. How are we doing today? Good, good, thanks. Alright, um, well, not sunny Friday down in Glasgow. Um, how are you from sort of London, Scotland? Oh yeah, I'm enjoying it. Um, you know, we've got a great setup here, so um, yeah, just got to focus on my training and I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, um, you obviously sort of immediate future, you've got the December 22nd. Mikey Sanky, right? Be your first big sort of step up. Yeah, on paper he's, a, he's my toughest opponent um, to date, but I've had a look at some videos, footages and that, and then it's someone, you know, my, I've, I've should be beating, and um, you know, I'm looking forward to the shining stuff, and yeah, ready for December 27. I remember seeing his one against Sierra Osborne, and yeah. uh, your call, that was a bit, that was one he was probably pretty behind in, and then... Yeah, exactly, the last minute, the last second, yeah, and he pulls out a shot, yeah. just um, CR. I was going to switch off for like four seconds as the ref said break and uh, you can't switch off like he's, he's been caught so it's just, I, in my head I know that uh, like Mikey's fit enough to do 10 and still carry power so I uh, give him a lot of respect and, uh, but that's just going to make me perform better. Yeah. Um, he's obviously done the rounds as well yeah. so that's one thing that you've probably not done as much of. Yeah definitely only in sparring I've, I've gone up to 8 rounds hopefully move up to 10 but um, yeah he's done the t- full 10 so I know he's fit but you know, I, I'm, I'm more than ready for the challenge. Um, so what would you normally do? Um, start when uh, when you're walking into your first boxing gym, where were you? When was it? Yeah, it was in Prescott. Uh, Prescott. My cousin went to a gym called uh, Highside and I used to go k- kickboxing when I was younger, but I wanted to try boxing and he said, come down and try it. And um, yeah, went in, it was just an old small gym um, in, out the way and just, like textbook old school gym, like pictures up, spits everywhere, dirty, old bags and all that. And I just went in, but um, started training. And because I did kickboxing, I was I was I was all right. I was pretty good. And uh, the coach had um, made an effort with me, and I just fell in love with it the first day, and then uh, just never looked back. Then just quit kickboxing and stuck at boxing. How old were you then when you were ten? Ten. Yeah. How, how old you were you when you started the kickboxing? Five. Right. Yeah. yeah, straight in. Yeah, straight in. <laughs> only semi-contact kickboxing though, so it's like it, it, good, it let me all the basics. Uh, so I think it's a good sport to get someone young into because uh, they're not going to get hurt like boxing or nothing. Um, it's just semi-contact, you stop after a point, but it teaches them me the basics of punching, kicking and balance and stuff. So yeah, yeah. I think it's done well, helping me out with my boxing career, definitely. Yeah. Um, do you remember much of when you started the kickboxing at all? Or? Yeah, I remember I started in London. Um, in I think it was called Loud Bar Kickboxing and it was good. Like I was I was good at kickboxing as well. I went to a few tournaments, won a few trophies and then uh, moved to Liverpool, went to a new gym in uh, St. Helens and, and that was a brilliant gym, really loved it there. And won trophies there and but boxing was my sport. As soon as I found it I realised this was my sport. Like. Yeah. Um was you moved from Hackney to, to Liverpool up in was it when you were eight? Yeah, when I was eight. <laughs> What was the reason behind that? Just parents? Just, yeah, my mum's my mom's from um, Prescott, where we, where we live now, but um, my dad was obviously from London and he died when I was eight years old, so mum had four kids, so we, to get a bit of help she had to move back to Liverpool to, to get help from her family. And then, um, like I remember she asked us when we were kids, like, she's like, hey, do you want to move to Liverpool or do you want to stay here? And in our heads, we'd only be in Liverpool at Christmas or summer. So it was like a sunny and, and all of everyone made a fuss of us or Christmas were getting presents and everyone's making a fuss of us. And uh, so we were like Liverpool, yeah, to go but then uh, when we moved it's like uh, just the everyday life was just different. London would have been a lot more entertaining like to stay there, but uh, I'm glad we made a move because um, you know, I'm happy with, with the way my life went. Yeah. Um 
obviously losing your dad at eight, tough for, for anyone, whatever age, but mm. I guess eight pretty hard back then. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and it's just a shame that because I only started boxing after after he died, obviously, so he never got to see me all the success I've been through as well. So, but uh, I'm always there with me in the ring, and uh, you know, I get some of my um, drive from the fact that my dad's my dad's there there with me. So it's a, it's nice. Yeah, you got many brothers and sisters, then? Yeah, yeah, I've got um, two sisters and, and one brother. You middle or? I'm yeah, I'm the I'm the oldest. Second oldest. Second oldest. I got an older sister. Older sister. Yeah, Lucy. Senior, senior boy in the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's the boss though. Lucy's the boss, definitely. Yeah. She's the more mature one out of us all. Yeah. I'm the sharpest one. Um, must be tough for all of you, especially like mum as well. Um, definitely. And not like moving home, I guess. Helped him a lot. It did, yeah. I mean, we've got a good, good family base we have in Liverpool, and um, my nan done, done loads for us. And um, yeah, but she, we were just brought up right as well, so we didn't give her a hard time. It was quite easy to, um, easy, to easy to parent, I guess, because um, we were all done well in school and you know well behaved, not never in trouble with the police. And um, yeah, just all got our own things that we drove towards. Like my sister's um, really intelligent; she's a solicitor now. I went in for boxing. My brother um, is doing well in music, and my little sister is um, doing well in, in like. Performing arts and stuff like that. So yeah, we've all got our own things that we got. We're going for very different directions. Yeah, well, yeah. multi-talented family. <laughs> um, when you were younger, what was your sort of aim? What was the dream back then? Was it boxing or was it sort of a career that you were? Sort of yeah, I, don't know, I played a lot of sports when I was young. So I I played rug, rugby league. Up in my I was too small for that, but I played it. Like <laughs> most of my early memories of like my dreams would be like scoring a try in in, in like. The, the, in, a, in a big rugby league game and it was only when I got to about 14 I started like realising how good I was at boxing and I, I could I could be successful and then I started my, like my dreams were starting to be boxing and like winning world titles and yeah, you know performing well winning big trophies and stuff so yeah, yeah. only when about 14 and it took so I was about 16 till I um, I got to my first national final and uh, yeah, then I realised yeah I'm, I'm good at this obviously North of England is massive on the rugby league and yeah. St Helens as well, not too far yeah. away. So we uh, see a few teams around there as well. But, yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, do you still do you follow rugby league much now? Yeah, uh, I, I try to, like, but yeah, not not really. Not, not but um, my brother still plays uh, on the on the weekends sometimes and stuff. And um, yeah, it's just a massive massive sport in our area, especially because St Helens is such a good team. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I always always follow it, but not as much as I used to. Yeah. Um, when you said you moved from boxing to kickboxing, what was there something about it that sort of grabbed your attention more with the boxing than the kickboxing? Or? Yeah, well, I think it was because kickboxing it was semi-contact, so you start after a point and um, you you bow. So a lot of res respect and discipline, but then boxing was like I could be let, let off the leash a little bit. Yeah, you can. You, the object was to land as many punches as you can, and you don't want to stop after each slap punch. So that just that got me. Like it was, it was, it, it was exciting. Yeah. Um, when did it sort of start to step up and become a bit more serious? Were you like going for sort of competitions and things like that? Yeah, so it was about when I was about 16, my 50, when I said 15, I went to the, uh, the junior ABAs and I just started beating beating everyone. I fights I wasn't supposed to win and I was winning and winning and then I um, got, got all the way to the national final that year and um, then yeah, lost out in the final to a very good, very good lad. But um, I showed my level, I showed that I'm supposed to be at that level and um, yeah, that was a start for me. About well, fifteen, sixteen. Is that when you sort of realise, oh, this is yeah, I'm good at this. This is what yeah. I want to do. Yeah. Um. Obviously, that age is sort of as well when you can leave school and 
Did yeah, I was lucky. Uh, like my my fr- my friends, uh, they went up, they went in, like the typical lads going out going out for drinking on the streets and stuff like that. So I didn't have that temptation. Not all the time. Sometimes they would, but it wasn't like all the time. So I didn't have that temptation. And um, yeah, they all were behind me from. They realised I was good as well, and because I, I told them, uh, so they want me to do well in boxing. But um, yeah, I went to my school helped me out with my boxing. Like they give me sponsor me and give me equipment. Then I went to college and they'd uh, help me out with like, they'd give me extra time on assessments. If I told them I've got a fight coming up or I'm, uh, one time I went to Germany to, for a tournament, they gave me extra time. And then uh, I went on to university, but uh, it just wasn't for me. It was just, I just wasn't, didn't manage my time properly. I just c- c- couldn't handle it. Yeah. Too much stress with trying to be a high level boxer and uh, university. Some people can do it, I, j- I just couldn't do it. Yeah. And then so I had to drop out of uni. Then I dropped out of uni. Yeah, my boxing took off, won the national championships, GB championships, and then got on to Team GB. Yeah. So it was a good, good move. Yeah. Um, going back to that massively supportive school, like that must have made a hell of a difference, especially like when probably they didn't have to do those sorts of things, but like did try and help you. Yeah, I still speak to my the teacher now who helped me out, Miss Farmy. But um, yeah, I the equi- boxing equipment's expensive, so. You know, you might I might only get a new new stuff every year, once a year or or less. So to get them to get me the equipment, I just remember the day was just made over the moon. I'm so happy, like they just gave me said get any equipment you want and just bring the receipt in. I was just over the moon, so okay. lucky. Um, and it's paid off. It showed that they believed yeah. in me and I've made <laughs> yeah. it now. To me, well, I'm making. For your mum as well, obviously, like, I'm assuming she probably helped out with some of those car trips and journeys oh, to definitely. different places. Yeah. Um, there'd be days where I didn't feel like going training because I'm tired or you know I want to stay in and play on consoles and I want to make sure I go to boxing and you know when I was younger especially and I'm, I'm glad she did because uh, you know it's paid off but some people might not have a parent like that that might let them just stay up stay at home and be lazy but you know I'm glad my mom made sure I got to the gym the gym is only like a mile away as well and she still she'd take me I could walk there in 10 minutes she'd still take me every day yeah I'm all, all real yeah sound like Understandably, got a lot of lot of respect for your mum and yeah. what she's done, um, and obviously with all of you, like it seems to have paid off. I don't obviously never yeah. met your brothers and sisters, but uh, <laughs> they're, they're like kids. they've all, all yeah, well. into careers, yeah. um, stuff. And so, so when you were going from school to university, what were you what were you studying at university? I studied combined on as I did business, sport and business. Like I just make the wrong choices. I should just pick sport. I've never done business at A level, never done it in GCSE, but I was like, oh, business, I can. <laughs> don't know what I was thinking. And then it went away. Fish, it wasn't that bad. I had business, a good, business it, is where money is. Money. Yeah, I think that's what I was thinking. Right? I can manage this and do this. But uh, like my first year was good. I had a good class. So they all helped me and we all helped each other and got through. But then uh, second year, just the, the jump was massive and I just, could, yeah. just couldn't keep up. Just couldn't keep was up. that in Liverpool that you, you Yeah, Liverpool, yeah. Hope, yeah. But I still talk to all, all my old classmates now. It's funny they posted a, a picture from when we went on a trip ten years ago, and it's mad how it's ten years that flew like that. Crazy. Where was the trip? Uh, oh, was it somewhere where it was like Colony? Uh, what's it called? Oh my god, that's gonna kill me! I went when I was eleven <laughs> with boxing. Like there was like a trip where you could go. Um, where it's just all boxers go, and it's, it's had some good memories there. Like putting like 300 kid boxers all in the same place. There was just fights all the time, but it was brilliant. 
It's class. Just in the middle of rural Wales. Wales, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. So but like all England coaches were there, and so you got boss training, really good training, loads of competition, yeah. and uh, yeah, it was just great. Uh, but um, I can't remember the name. You'll <laughs> <laughs> come to me halfway through the interview, <laughs> later in the interview, and I'll shout out then. Um, where was your sort of favourite place to go with your boxing when you were sort of younger, so before you were like 16? I just stayed, yeah, just stayed in. Um, in my gym really but like that place on the place in Wales we went I loved that but I only went there uh, once but um, yeah just I like I love my gym to be honest yeah, yeah. I love Liverpool to be there um you said sort of the step up from from first year to second year was pretty tough um I think that's for most degrees sort of the, mm. from my own experience that's yeah. when the warming up period's <laughs> over <laughs> it gets a lot harder um was there a point when you were like oh need to carry on, I need to push my way through or did you know straight away that like, this wasn't for you? Well, I did did push through but <coughs> I was like it's stupid because I'm paying for paying for this and I'm, I'm, I'm not giving it my 100%, I'm giving my 100% to my boxing but I'm not, I'm giving like 20% to, to my university and it's costing me a fortune and but I finished the year and failed and then so I always have to reset then and then I would have lo- lost out on all the group I was with I just said to my mom, I said if you let me quit uni it's not for me and I'll make it in boxing and I didn't believe it really I was just saying it so that she'd give me like it's an easy way out she let me quit uni and she said yeah and then um, that year that's the year it happened like so I don't know if it was fate or <laughs> is it all what but it, it worked for me yeah I, I, you got to make gamble sometimes yeah, and I guess that's, gamble. that's one of those ones where you're like yeah, yeah. could have gone either way though I could have been lazy and stayed at home and done nothing because I'd get spoiled off my mom I'm like the, the spoiled one or I could have gone to boxing. I did. I changed gyms. I went to a gym in centre Liverpool, so it'd take me an hour to get there every day. So just that alone was showing dedication. I went every day, hour to there every day, um, and it was just that I went to Salisbury ABC. It's like the best gym in Liverpool, and um, I went at the, a time when it was absolutely booming. So just everything just paid off perfectly, yeah. and uh, you know I was lucky. Lucky I had such good coaches there and, and people around me, and just a winner's mentality in that gym as well. So it was just brilliant. And took me to the next level. Was that part of the decision as well to change gym just to sort of shake up and everything? Yeah, so just a shake up. Like I got a bit lazy in my gym. Like I was like a, a big fish, like in a, in a small pond. Like I I knew I was how good I was, and I didn't push myself. And everyone looked up to me in the gym, and um, you know I thought, I thought I was a little bit better than I was, and then so and and but then I knew I needed a change. And um, yeah, the solid was just surrounded by people as good as me or better. But um, I remember my first session, I trained. And then um, just to keep fitters that aren't there to box, they just want to train. They were fitter than me. I just thought, I just realised I've never been fit in, in my whole boxing career. And then uh, it, it sunk in, and, but that's what I needed. Loved it. Bit of an eye opener for It was an eye opener, yeah. yeah. And then I dug in then. And my, I had a brilliant coach, David Burke, his name is. He was a world champion as well, a professional. And he went to the Olympics in the amateurs. And I just idolised him and I wanted to impress him. And then, uh, yeah, he, he got the best out of me. That good heaven sort of that role role model role model as well role model that's been there and done it so you can trust everything they say and uh, yeah it's just it's rare to come by he's a brilliant coach he was yeah what um, is yeah obviously Liverpool's sort of famed for for boxing uh, even now you sort of look at the names that are coming like around but what do you put do you put it down to anything just the, the wider city so I just think it's because it's got it's our it's Liverpool's biggest sport. Like after football, it's boxing. Like everyone knows knows someone that that's been involved in boxing, and you know I think it's like our our mentality is like we're fighters, and 
then um, you know we we that's just in in the people of Liverpool, and um, so yeah, I think we're made for boxing. Like that, that our personalities, our culture is made for boxing, and that's why we do well. Like. Yeah. Um, when you when after you joined Salisbury, when did you sort of, what sort of competitions were you in next after that? Just joined the Salisbury then. The ABAs were in five weeks, so I trained five weeks, went in the ABAs, and then won one, just won them. Then Boxer England, then went to the GB Championships, won them. Then that was the end of 2011. Then 2000, January 2012, I got on the GB squad. Then went to a tournament in Finland. It was called a GB tournament, but it's G-E-E-B, but it's not the British Championships, Great Britain. It's uh, like, I don't know what it stands for, but it's in Finland. Yeah. Won that, got boxer tournament. Then um, Rob McCracken and the team picked me to go to the last Olympic qualifiers ahead of some quality boxers. And uh, yeah, I went to last qualifiers in Traps on Turkey with like Callum Smith and uh, Anthony Gogo. They, they went to that one as well. And I think Paddy went. And um, I, I beat the world number one, number one seed, Albert Salmanov, the only person to beat Gomachenko. I stopped him then, but that was, I, I wish I would have had him later in the tournament because it was like my final, like I was expected to lose, it was my first fight, first major international tournament and I, I stopped the number one seed and it was like, I've done it, I've finished, like I've won and uh, yeah, it, it took a lot out of me but then my next fight I beat Moldova and then, and then I fought Turkey and just got, I never got robbed, I think I would have got beat but I just didn't. After the first round, I realised I'm gonna. There's no chance I can win this. They just want Turkey to win. I came back. It was a close round. Say so like it could have been two one to me or to win. I came back. I was like seven nil down. And I just remember thinking, oh, I just I've got no chance. And uh, Turkey qualified no boxers for the Olympics until Turkey their tournament the travelling. They qualified eight. Robbed everyone. But, but that's how much a boxer. How soon was that sort of after that you went into those tournaments with England? Was that sort of like a year or two after then from when you joined Salisbury? Yeah, so. It must have been 2009 or 10 when you first When I got into GB, was exactly like a year from when I decided to join the Solly. Changed my life in a year. Yeah. Got a paid funding off on the GB squad and then just took off. Just like, so it's like mad. It's like all these little steps just built for this. I always think. Oh, I wish I would have joined the Solly when I was 16 or 17, but then you can't look at it like that because yeah, everything happens for a reason. I like that saying, everything happens for a reason. I might have gone and the gym was empty and I might not have liked it. And I went at the right time and it was booming, the old cultures were there. And then, yeah. Um, what would say the biggest impact of moving to that gym was? Was it, say, the fitness wise that sort of increased or the technique or? I think a bit of everything, like just a, just a mad winner's mentality, like in there, just just surrounded by people who are winners and champions themselves and you want to emulate them, you want to be you want to be seen in the same bracket as them and then the training was just next level, we, we were all super fit. Like, it, it, in my high side days, my, the first round was my best round, I always started fast and, and I, I won the first round, whereas in, when I went to Solly, the third round was always my best because I'd, I'd be too fit for everyone, I just, that'd be my best round, like it'd be easy round, so it was just, it was, Let's yeah, <laughs> and then my coach Dave Baird was like, was like one of like my good friends. I still speak to him every day now. Most days now, like he's a really good friend of mine, and he was just great coach, great inspiration, role model, where everything all in one, and and uh, he brought the best out of me, brought the best out of all the lads. There was a few was in in my era where I was at the Solid that won the ABAs. We had James Metcalf and uh, Adam Farrell, both won ABA titles, and then we've got all these young kids coming through as well that are going to be 
big names, big yeah. names soon. Um, this might sound harsh, and I don't, I don't mean this at all. With really, but obviously, you didn't have that father figure sort of growing up. Did boxing and boxing provide that? Yeah, provide definitely. That. You know, my, at high side, we had a guy called Dave Mulcahy, and uh, he's like he's like Mickey off Rocky. Do you remember? Yeah. remember like always smoking rollies. He had a top hat. Smoking his whiskey and that, and he was like a he's like a father, like a granddad figure if anything as well. Cause both my granddad's died as well when I was young, so he's like a father figure uh, or granddad. And I, up until he died, uh, I used to go and see him all the time. And uh, yeah, then his son was my coach as well. He was like a father figure to me. Like I had, a, I have a close bond with all my coaches. Like, but then Becky was definitely, um, I wouldn't say father figure. You'll take the you'll take the mic out of me if I say father <laughs> figure. But uh, yeah, I looked up to him and uh, he he. he uh, he gave me something that I was I was missing kind of thing. Yeah, put your arm around you and yeah, he, uh, and I needed tough on you. He'd knock you down and he he break you down, but then only to build you up stronger kind of thing. Yeah. Um, what was it like first time putting on the English shirt for for boxing? Yeah, I, my first one was for, actually for my first um, my first gym high side. I, I uh, won the university championships and then I boxed well in them, boxer tournament and that. And then um, in England, the coach was watching and they picked me to go boxer against Ireland. And uh, I just remember I boxed um, Tyrone McKenna from here, mm. and uh, I felt like I was a big six, like sixty kilo. And I go find out find Tyrone McKenna. I was like, oh my god, he's massive. Then I my mate knows all about boxing. I said I'm fighting a lad called Tyrone McKenna, and he said Tyrone McKenna. He said he just beat he just beat this person, this person, this person. I was just sat like, oh, just so nervous and scared and that. But um, yeah, it was a great experience, and uh, just. When you box to your country and you make you you have a pinnacle, you have a pinnacle, and uh, I realised like I was making it. And this was still for my old gym. I wasn't. This wasn't the best me. Yeah. Like, but uh, it, it, again, it, it made me feel like I'm I'm good. Like I'm really good. Yeah. Was that was that still got my best now? Yeah. <laughs> obviously, with uh, Tyrone, Paddy, and Sean now um, in Glasgow. Um, was that the first time you met um, Tyrone back then? Yeah. Yeah. yeah for the first time I've ever seen him. But obviously, I've, I I I know I knew about him now. But um, yeah. Paddy and Sean, but I used to see that like, cause Tyrone turned pro not long after that. But um, Paddy and Sean obviously only just turned pro recently, yeah. and um, so I used to see them at all the tournaments and yeah, knew they were really good lads and and um, they seemed funny. They always having a laugh. The Irish team, like we always and always noticed they were all, t- all together, always having a laugh and they good lads. But, like could back it up at the box and they was always winning everything as well. The Irish lads, so yeah. you know it's good to be around them, like training next to them. You realise like how good they are and. Um, you can learn things off them. Yeah, for sure. Um, when you when you made the move from the, uh, like uh, stopping university and focusing on the boxing, did you have to pick up a job and stuff during that time? Or? Well, I had like a I got a mate. He's still he, my mate Chris Abel, and he he works in like benefits advice or something. And I, I've been working there since I was like eighteen, just volunteering. But he'd give me expenses. He gave me more expenses than than I needed, like than I used anything. But uh, so allegedly, but when I uh, quit uni and uh, so I needed to need money to get to the get to the solly. I didn't I didn't not into clothes and all this. Like I was I was just happy just to get money to pay for my subs and pay for my uh, bus fare for the week. So he used to just uh, manage to get me thirty pound a week, and uh, you know I, and I was in there like for three hours or two hours a week, and uh, that was enough to to get me through till I got. For the year, and then I got to GB. Oh, actually, actually, I did another job as well. Yeah, I worked at JGB. I just wasn't good. I'm just yeah, I got fired. <laughs> what did you get fired for? I just like turn up and then they say Sam, you're supposed to be in a nine. And I said 
I'll be like, oh, was it not 12 or something, something like that? And they just like, oh, come to the <laughs> office. Even like, I don't know, just three like three hours late. <laughs> just like, and smell, like probably have a hangover or something. It was like 20, 21. Uh, and then uh, they, they said, I'll come into the office. Yeah, Sam, it's not working. <laughs> Coming in late and just the, the form, the bro's been on the board, we text you and all this. And, uh, yeah, just not made for that kind of job. Yeah, I was going to say, is that as well like seeing jobs that just if you don't do, do the boxing yeah, then, then that is what could, you yeah. might have soul been destroying doing. the bad side to my bed if I ever end up in a job like that just know uh, my soul's destroyed <laughs> I'm just not I'm just, it's just not for me I think if I didn't do boxing I'd be in, I'd still have to do something active like I'd like to do uh, like youth work or um, stuff like that like I, I I've got a, I had a job last year where it's called Little Hitters it's just teaching like uh, four to nine year olds boxing I proper really enjoyed it. Yeah. Like yeah. What made you sort of get into that? The just um, a lad posted on Facebook. Mike Robinson is the name. Is he was pro as well. He just posted on Facebook um, looking for people don't have to have a boxing background, but teaching kids a box. So I just said, oh yeah, yeah I, I'd like to do that. And he did. He said, oh Sam Maxwell, he's made up that I spoke to him and he got me on straight away. And uh, yeah, I was working there twice a week. Really enjoyed it. They loads of the parents and I still got my fights now. Like made friends with them. Like, so it was a good. It was a really good thing for me. Um, what did you enjoy so most about it? I don't know, just like the spirit of kids, like you just don't realise how much they they how funny they are, like it just just every day every day was different, like just kids are just funny and I just really enjoyed it. Just make just laughing nonstop. But then also seeing some of the older ones, like the eight, the seven, eight and nine year olds, actually learning every week as well. It's like because uh, of something you taught them, that, that makes you feel good as well. Yeah, is that sort of yeah? As you say, sort of have that hands-on that you've. Made I've, that, yeah, you've I've taught her that, and she's she's doing that week in week out now, and um, hopefully, like they all come up to me and say, "Oh, Sam, we seen you on the um, TV last week, and um, uh, you you're you're a good boxer." So hopefully, that inspires them to to stick at boxing and and, and get involved when, as they get older. Is that something you've thought as a career maybe after the boxing finish? Definitely, yeah. I'd, I'd love to do something like that. Yeah. Definitely. Do you still do any of that? Sort of when you're up here or? No, it's in, it's in Liverpool, yeah, so um, they've, they've said anytime I'm back I can, I can go and do it with them but obviously I can't do it up here because I'm up here all week. Yeah. And then I get home on Saturday, I get home Friday night to be honest, so I could do it Saturday morning but I just, I just use that to rest and recover really. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lazy. Yeah, everyone When you got the first call up for the GB, when getting, getting the call I guess from Rob McGrath um, do you remember when you were sort of told and how it was after? Or? Yeah, just uh, I remember obviously I won the GB, so I had an inkling uh, I might get like a, to go to an assessment. But then, uh, no, I got a letter through the post saying, Sam Maxwell, we've, we've been following your career, um, we'd like you to bring you onto the GB development squad. And then it just says how much you were getting paid every month and stuff like that. And I just remember thinking, oh my God, like, amazing. Yeah. I'm so happy. Like, yeah. I can just be a full-time boxer now. Yeah, I guess that obviously takes a lot of the pressures off to yeah. the financial um, training in Sheffield, though, yeah. so you obviously move across, I guess. Yeah, we, the same stuff. as this, we'd, I'd say there Monday to Thursday and then uh, home on the weekend, but like all your expenses were paid for, train tickets, yeah. food, equipment, everything, so it's just, just so, so proud, so lucky to, to be a part of that great uh, setup they've got there. Um, yes, we're just talking about how Jordan GB, um, do you remember your sort of first trip away with that? Yeah, first trip away was a um, GB tournament in Finland, Helsinki. 
and uh, yeah, just just nerve nervous because um, my first interna proper international multi international tournament, so you're getting weighed in with all the other countries, and and you know they're all the best out of their country. So yeah, it was uh, it was uh, it was nerve wracking but exciting as well. I'm gonna say getting nervous obviously because it's. You know, the maybe the first time, yeah, 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 the first time the pressure's on your guests to, to do well. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, I'm a Paul Warms, he was my coach, he's from Liverpool, really good coach, still, still on GB squad now. And uh, but uh, I just didn't know whether he, he liked me or not, he was mad, like obviously he does, like looking, looking back now, he does, it's just, it was just Paul. But uh, like the first time I met him, I got in the squad, getting my equipment, they get all the, all the lads in the group to say like hello to us because we're joining. And then he goes, after that, he's still world talking and he's saying, um, so how did you get here? I said, oh, I've got the train. And he went, Are you, what do you mean? Why, why don't you drive? I said, oh, I don't drive. And he went, what do you mean you don't drive? I only put you on the squad because, to, to give me a lift up here, because um, we're both from Liverpool. Uh, but like the way he said it, it's like, I, did, I don't know, but I didn't know him, so I didn't know he was joking or what, so I was just looking at him. I smiled and then he didn't smile and I was like, all the lads are there looking at me. And I just think, oh, and I was thinking, is he only brought me on the squad for a lift? That, that was from me, then I went to this tournament and um, I would, obviously I wasn't professional with, like I wasn't used to the system of how to stay on your, near your weight, um, like what to do to make the weight. I used to just, the night before, just train, so I get on there and then go and weigh in. But then GB just checking your, checking your weight, checking your weight all the time, so I was a kilo over the day before, which for me, isn't this, that's, that's fine, it's normal, that's what I've been doing all my, all my career, but for professionally for GB, that's just not, that's not right. Yeah. So he was like, oh, you're not, um, and I was eating, he said, what are you doing eating, like, you've got your kilo over, why are you eating? And I was thinking, oh my God. And I was thinking, he, he, when I went to bed that night, I was thinking, I have to, I have to win this tournament because Paul, if I lose, Paul just kicked me off the squad. And uh, it just, so much pressure. But I got in and I, I just beat and battered everyone. It was quite, that was yeah. brilliant. Got a boxer of the tournament. Yeah. Do you remember who you faced on the way? I, I fought, um, first fight was Morocco, uh, beating, beating Mo, beating Mo right, but uh, just getting into it. Then my next fight was against uh, Russia, uh, the number two Russian, uh, who'd beat uh, some other GB lads that year and just battered him. Yes, brilliant performance. And then box Wales in the final, beat him, beat him easy, and just, yeah, just just class. Got better every fight and uh, show show my levels. And I did well enough for Rob to decide to, to send me to the last Olympic qualifier. Yeah. Um. Win the first tournament's not too bad way to start mm -hmm. the GB. Yeah, but then I just thought this is easy because I was just like my first four tournaments other than the yeah, Olympic qualifier, I was just winning goals. And I was thinking this is easy, this boxing, yeah. <laughs> just winning goals. Um, and then obviously the Olympic when where was that? Was that happening? traps on in Turkey? Yeah. yeah. Um, is that when you beat the someone? I beat the yeah. Russian, beat the world number one seed, the yeah, Russian. You, you, the only lad to beat Lomachenko as an amateur. And uh, yeah, stopped him in the in the third round, and yeah, it was a great performance. Watch it back. I used to think, oh, I used to tell people, I think we clashed heads because he, he I stopped him because he got uh, two cuts. But I couldn't remember how I did it because I hadn't watched the video. And I was like, oh, I think we clashed heads, and and the referee stopped it. But then I watched it back like last year, and no, oh, I just backhand like two backhands, and then um, he just backs off and it just gives him a double cut, double cut. And I'm saying to the referee, he's cut, <laughs> he's cut. <him. laughs> But um, yeah, massive, massive performance by me. And won my next fight, and then lost to Turkey in the in the deciding fight. But would have won that and gone to the Olympics. Yeah, just wasn't meant to be. Was that 2012? I would have gone to 2012 yeah. Olympics. Yeah. Um, 
was that sort of the first big disappointment maybe that I don't know I, I don't even see it as a disappointment I think the, the fight was a disappointment but in terms of like how quick my career I got to that point and I got to the centre that it was like everything was just positive and then also on the way home um, they told me and Joe Cordina that we're going on to the podium squad so that means we we're going to get £1,000 a month now instead of £500 a month and it was just like oh, this, 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 everything was just it was like that was even though we'd lost that just brought brought me up like yeah. feeling good like going to get even more money yeah because uh, I guess even with like the Olympic obviously it's every four years so you're like oh I Go don't get another one. chance for yeah, that yeah every four years four yeah, years, yeah. Um, what was sort of the the competition like between then and the, the Commonwealth Games yeah so just like I've been to I went to came back from Trabzon and went to Turkey and I uh, I moved up in weight to 64 because I just couldn't keep up with the GB um, system where they want you close to your weight all the time. I'm just used to coming from quite heavy and getting down boxing because they wanted you on the weight basically all the time. So I had to move up and I went to some, uh, another tournament in Turkey, the Amit Comet. Got robbed in that as well, won a silver, but should have should have been a gold. Then I went to the Tama tournament in Finland, uh, won gold, best boxer. And then uh, went into WSB. That's what I thought. David Overjoyce and Lomachenko, Lomachenko, uh, Mustafa on, and then someone from it, uh, someone from Mexico City. Nice fights then. Yeah, that was. You know, just got on the squad, been on, been on the squad for a year, and then I get thrown in the deep end. But that was just most of my career was just like that, just getting thrown in the deep end, thrown in the deep end. Yeah. Sometimes it came through, sometimes it didn't. Um, those two with Lomachenko, obviously, uh, when you see what he's done in. Amateurs are now in the pros. That's, uh, well, not quite a scout, but like, <laughs> yeah, it's like my claim to fame. Like, I've been in, like, done ten rounds with with um, check what it's like. It's like a professional format as well. No, no vest, like just smaller gloves, no head guard, and um, yeah, I've done ten rounds with him. So it's my claim to fame. Got all the videos and that. Matters me like first round. I did good in both of them, but I just just my I just wasn't fit enough and for his pace kind yeah. of thing same with Bell he started off good and then <laughs> he took over kind of thing yeah um, I think I sort of read as well that that was a, there was a late pull out for that and sort of he was thrown in the yeah there. so <laughs> the first time well, I was supposed to fight him no no first time I was uh, in Kiev was supposed to fight him supposed to fight Rudenko then get there dead at the weight sat, and then he walks in and I have to fight him uh, they say Matt says to my mates oh I wonder what he's doing there they're like oh you're going to be fighting him someone's like nah no chance then I end up fighting him then again I, we just had to fight Ukraine again two weeks later in London but it wasn't supposed to be me it was supposed to be uh, like called John Joe Nevin from Ireland uh, and then it was supposed to be Josh Taylor and John Joe said no and then Josh Taylor a week before we're training doing our last runs stay, stay runs and he goes over on his ankle sprained his ankle so he has to pull out and then it's just left to me again but I'm glad I did boxing the second time because I did better better the second time yeah um, guys didn't get that scalp or win on your record oh imagine imagine <laughs> that would temper off that just off that I would have retired from boxing you could dine off that, could dine off that yeah for the rest of my life yeah. <laughs> um, qualification for Commonwealth Games um, for, for Glasgow how was that sort of in the build up for yeah well I was just number one GB for from 2012 to 2014 I was like the number one for England so I was always going to go but then I went to the tournament ABAs again 
and uh, Josh Kelly was in them this time, so he was coming through. He was young, coming through, and he's looking look to get my spot. So it was a com kind of coming down to who won the Commonwealth. Yeah, who won the ABAs was going to the Commonwealth, and then I beat him in the final. So I, I got picked to go to, to Glasgow. Then. Right, so sort of a box off. Yeah, kind of a box off. Yeah, he, but he was just coming through, just coming through. So, but it was a lot of pressure because I mean, if I lose, they'll definitely send them. Yeah, I just pulled, just pulled it, for, pulled it off. Was that? There may be sort of the high, highest pressure sort of fight you come out of on the, the winning end at, at that point in your. No, no, I've, I've, I've been to the European Championships. I, again, I suppose I, I, I boxed. Uh, the number one seed there, Magic Capri, Italian, and I uh, beat him. I, I just come through against the when I'm the underdog. I always come through, like always. Yeah. It's just when I'm the when I'm the favourite, I seem to not perform to my best. Yeah. I need that need that pressure, I guess. Yeah, underdog. <laughs> yeah, I need. I'm the underdog, definitely. Um, had you ever been up to to Glasgow for before the Commonwealth Games? Then, or? No, no. I've been, I've been to Scotland again with boxing. In like a rural place, couldn't tell you the name of terrible names, but yeah, it was like a yeah. We just ten of ten of us when we were kids, eleven, twelve, and then we just had to do things. It's kind of like we did canoeing and you know, trekking and stuff like that. But one of the best memories I've ever had, all my best memories of boxing, just boxing trips. But that was one of the best that the fight side in uh, in Scotland class trip. Fun. Just like. Uh Sort of the bonding, like team bonding. Yeah, it's fine. You know what kids are like. We were just all messing about and just put just some great memories. Like we, we, if we all sit down and talk about, it, we'd just be laughing nonstop. Like just, just class. Yeah. Um, how did you find the sort of the build up for it and then like, the competition itself? Class, yeah. Usain Bolt was there in Glasgow, and I've seen all these stars there. It was, it was really brilliant. But the only thing is, boxing is like the only one that lasts the whole. Yeah. Length of the Commonwealth Games, so you 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 got no chance to enjoy it because you're just in yeah. competition mode all the way through, and you're making weight all the way through. So that side of it was just a bit frustrating. That I didn't get to go on and meet all these stars, but uh, it's great to win, great to be part of. With loads of equipment, you know, it was on TV, so all my friends got to see it back home, and um, yeah, performed very well. Got to the semi-finals where I got beat off Josh Taylor, who's going on to be world champion, yeah. world champion now. Um, Start the first time, sort of your your sort of average friends, sort of like or non boxing fan friends, see that you're on the big stage. Definitely, and like, yeah. Because yeah. it was on BBC, BBC, so everyone got to watch it. So I was always getting messages every day, like people saying they see me, done well, and so that was just just yeah. just boss. Because like, I could go to tournaments in Russia where it's harder standard than the Commonwealth Games, and uh, no one even cares. No one knows, and no one cares. And if you win it or lose it, no one cares. And it's like. Ten times harder than the Commonwealth Games. And I got the Commonwealth Games, and uh, just everyone is, is like it's your it's like the biggest. It's like almost, it's only a step down from the Olympics for popularity. I think the Commonwealth. So it was just 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 amazing. Yeah. Um, when you sort of won your quarterfinal, how were you, how were you feeling? Obviously, like you know, then you sort of guaranteed a medal. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was like a really like I, I realized like I'm doing well, and, re and I knew I had the Josh Taylor in the next round, and uh, you know we're we were pretty even back then. So I was thinking, is I could I could win, could win this fight as well. But um, I was happy with my bronze medal. I remember after the fight, thinking I've done it. Like I've made, I've, I'm in history kind of thing. But uh, let's try and change the color of the medal. Yeah. Um. Obviously, coming up against home, 
um, uh, opponents or see mm. tough as well. Yeah, definitely. You have to you have to dominate the fight to to try and get the decision against a whole fight is most times like I think about a lot of the tournaments where I've been to where I've, where I've lost it's always been against the home nation yeah. wherever around Brazil Turkey Scotland it's like always lose to that's a sign that you're doing something right I think yeah um, is that the first time you sort of faced them competitively or did you face each other sort of too yeah first competitive we spar every week so we knew each other inside out so we spar like hundreds of rounds that was the first time we've been we've, uh, Fought. We've been to loads of tournaments together, but that was the first time we fought actually cross paths. Was it weird, sort of having that? Like, yeah, because we like even though we're rivals, we're friends. I mean, he's a nice, a nice lad, Josh. He's funny, but um, also the, there's also rivalry between you. Like you want to be known as the best at at the at GB at, the, at your weight. So it's like that. Even though we're friends, it was like that was the forefront. But then after the fight, obviously you see like we're, we hug each other and I say I wish him well and that. Because we're, we're friends, I like him. I hope he does the And he, he boxed really well that day. Yeah. Do, you, uh, do you try and get under his skin at all? No, amateur boxing is like, like a gentleman, gentleman sport. Yeah. Yeah, it's the only professional boxing that's like people try and do on mind games and stuff like that. But yeah, amateur boxing is not like that. Yeah. Um, after that tournament, did you think about going pro? Like, or was that like. Straight away, or did you want to sort of continue and like? Well, I think so? they they knew Josh Taylor wanted to turn pro after that. So then, if if we both turn pro, they then um, they'd be left without a number one GB. So they they said to Josh, he can turn, I think, and then. But if I tried to ask, that I wouldn't have been allowed because you signed a contract for four years. They would have let me. Be, they would have allowed me, I guess. But uh, yeah, it would have it would have took some time, I think. So I just thought I'll try and stay on for the next cycle. Try and go to 2016 in Rio. And then uh, it's another two years, and I turned pro after that. But then, obviously, Pat McCormick came through, phenomenal talent. He, as I, my form was going down, his was going up, and then uh, he rightfully, rightfully went to the Olympics and qualified. And uh, he's, he's one for the future, definitely. Yeah. Um, when you're saying your form sort of went down after that, what what was that down to? Just I've been on the squad for like five years, and you know, seeing all the same, boxing all the same faces all the time, and seeing all the same people, and. And then, uh, yeah, just wasn't motivating myself as as much as I should have, I guess. Yeah. Was that was there a point where you like, right, I need to change this or I need to Well yeah, once I found out I wasn't going to the Olympics, it was hard to even just go to training, so I I started looking and started putting things in place for me to turn pro then and and then spoke to Rob and and the team and yeah, they wished me all the best. Is it hard when say after that tournament you probably most of people sort of expecting you to just Walk into Olympics like just because just because you did your past and uh, yeah, just I've been on squad a long time and that put you know the selectors only they're gonna pick who they think's gonna do amazing. Whether you've been there for ten years and they just come on the squad, like how I got on to go to the last of qualifiers, that's kind of how Pat got on and did it, and uh, you know it was right, it was the right decision. Yeah, no, no regrets at all from like no, I think I loved it. it. I think I'm a million times better fighter than than I was when I went on and and. and that's going to show in, in my pro career. What was your sort of highlight from amateur days? I'd say winning the Commonwealth, yeah. yeah. Winning the Commonwealth, winning the bronze in the Commonwealth. Yeah. Just because everyone got to see it kind of thing. Yeah. But then actually winning the ABAs for the Solly the first time, I, that was massive first for me as well. Yeah. Um, what was your favourite sort of place, or favourite or worst place uh, from, from where you went to the amateurs? Because I know well, you go to some crazy some places. Terrible countries. <laughs> Probably. Probably Belarus, 
there was terrible. The food was horrible. The no Wi-Fi, no TV, no phones. Like just, just in the middle of nowhere. Oh, that was terrible. So bad. <laughs> but I guess it helps with your weight. Yeah. I've been <laughs> Kazakhstan. I like Kazakhstan, like the training facilities and stuff like that. But uh, I've been when it was minus twenty degrees, where you couldn't even go outside. And then, um, yeah, that was that was tough. But the, the facilities in Kazakhstan were amazing. Yeah. But I went there three times in one year. Uh, it's a bit, a bit boring. Bit much. Yeah, a bit much. Yeah, a bit too much. But uh, the first time was classic. <laughs> Do you get to see much of the like? The, no, the, just the see hotels and gyms. Yeah, I say you just see the hotel, gyms, airports, and that. I, I wish I would have made more of it and, and travelled a bit more. But we trained that hard that you just, you but yeah, you just want to go, go and sleep and, and get something to eat and then go sleep. So yeah, but. I've been to some brilliant. I think the best country I've been to probably Brazil. I really enjoyed that. We got to go to other to favelas to see all these, just see kids with guns and dealing drugs on. I was mad and there's no police around. So that was just it's eye opening, like crazy. Uh, so yeah, a bit of a I guess of favelas yeah. like just uh, just loads of little like chat Shots, houses, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they can be like thousands and thousands of people. When mm. were you sort of when? When you were like, like that age to go see them? 2016, I went. And uh, we was with the, we were like called Tony Yoka, and he's, he's French. He won the Olympics, he beat Joe Joyce in the Olympic final. But um, he's like mixed race looking, looks, looks kind of Brazilian. And then um, when he, we, ne we wasn't at the same time as him, our group went, then France came in with their team. But then we had rumours that um, the favela people uh, pointing guns at him because they thought he was um, police. And the Olympic champion, they could, they could, they would could have killed him. Mad. But uh, yeah, the the translator was saying, no, no, boxer, Olympic, Olympic, uh, Olympic athlete, and uh, they let him through. But they were they were ready to kill him, kind of thing. Mad. Jesus Christ, right? Don't say you're from they the don't police. Like, they don't like the, don't like the police. Don't they have a bad relationship with the police? I think number one travel tip this year. <laughs> yes, they were, uh, don't look like the police. Um, when you were turning pro, what was what, um, were you looking? Were, did you have offers on the table? Or, uh, well, I had uh, I had friends who boxed with MTK, and then they put words in for me about about them, and then it turned out like MTK wanted to sign me, and they were happy to sign me, and you know that and then it was the best decision I made because uh, they've done a lot for me and got me signed with Frank Warren, and uh, they gave me sponsorship for my first year, which helped my transition from GB because I was getting paid off GB every month, so they sponsored me for a monthly wage. It was like offset what I was going to lose uh, going pro so it was a massive help for me yeah I was lucky um, yeah I think sort of the management companies are sometimes sort of underestimated when you their influence maybe on boxes because like I don't know for me trying to negotiate deals and stuff I would find that pretty yeah, <laughs> like scary yeah, and like yeah. I would never freaking clue well, same. Uh, that's when you needed your business uh. that's it that's it it's only my business degree <laughs> Um, uh, so when you did turn pro, were you still based in Liverpool then? Right? Based in Liverpool with, with my coach now, Danny, his dad, George, one of the best, most experienced coaches in uh, Britain. And I yeah, had eight fights with him and Derry Matthews at Derry Matthews gym and uh, doing really well. But i uh, done a few camps with Danny, trained a few weeks and I just realised you know, he, was, he was the coach that's going to take me to the next level and uh, we clicked and I just decided to make the move up here. Um, what did you sort of, was there anything that you sort of found difficult with the transition from 
damages to the pros at all? No, because I did a lot of them WSB. I did 13 WSBs and that's basically just professional mm -hmm. boxing for five rounds. So um, when I went pros, it stepped, stepped down for me, really. It's only now, hopefully, that well, this Mikey Saki is going to be back up to the level I was doing. I was at, at the pros, yeah. right at the amateurs. Um, yeah, I get some people obviously like probably Josh Taylor's prime example where you get fast tracked and he's winning titles within like ten fights, and obviously like he's only thirteen or fourteen now fights and on yeah. um, world title, but the sort of the more well trodden route, I guess, is going down, say the journeyman route, like getting used to the game and stuff and that's probably what you've definitely I've done my position now I've boxed a lot of um, people who, who have, have learnt a lot I learnt bits and bobs out of each fighter but it's all shaping me into the fighter I am today and I uh, you know, think it's, it, it's uh, as long as you don't fight too many and get complacent then it's okay but so I've thought, I thought, think I fought the right amount now and then bits to step up uh, I, saw, uh, I think it was your second fight in Leicester that was probably the riskiest yeah, the step up in my second yeah. fight, I boxed someone who, who was, was like came to win, Jersey Wright, yeah. five, five, one five, lost one. And then my next fight was against Angel Emelov, who's a genuine, but he, won to come, he comes to win, no one stops him, and I stopped him. And then, um, since then, it's been kind of easy, easy opponents, easy opponents. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing you find them a lot easier than, say, the guys you were facing back in your amateur yeah, days. Well, easier. Um, is there a point when you're like, oh, I need to do. I need to make this step up now. I think it's now. Yeah, so it's like December 22nd step up, and then after that, hopefully even more of a step up. Yeah. Step up again. I've done done my uh, learning now, so ready for ready for it. Is that uh, what? How many rounds is this fight coming up? Just like six again. Six, yeah, six. last six. It'll be hopefully only one to eight and eights and titles then. Um, what sort of titles would you be looking for like immediately? Because uh, I guess from. He's originally from London. Can you challenge for like the Southern Area ones? Is that I'm not area? sure. I don't think so. I did Mike Sackey's the Southern Area champion, yeah, so we'll see if I qualify for that. But I think I'm, I think I'm Central Area. But I don't know because I'm Scotland now, so uh, I don't, don't know. Because it's Scottish. But um, yeah, just just anything, any any opportunities I get, I'm gonna take with both hands. So just just waiting on them. I know I'm and I've got the right managers and the right promoter to get me the shot. So just waiting on them. Yeah. Um, when you see guys like Josh, obviously sparred him tons of times and we're at a similar level is it does it ever like you're like oh wish I was going along his route where he's no I don't think you compare yourself compare yourself to people he's done really well he's had a, his management team have, have moved him perfectly like he's he's done so he's they've done hard tests for him and he's come through them and he's brilliant how, how he's done it but um, but now I think I'm on my path and I can't be looking at other people's path my path is, is how it is and yeah. all I can do is, is follow that What's best for me? Yeah. Um, we're obviously doing this interview in Glasgow. You, you moved up here when, with Danny. Um, how did you find that sort of moving away from the family sort of? Thing? Yeah, I'm used to it from GB, yeah. so I've been used to it. This time. my girlfriend's used to it as well. I've been with her for ten years now, so she's used to it. As long as I'm training hard, she's she's happy. And uh, the only thing is, it's, it's cost cost a fortune. But I'm lucky enough to have good sponsors. I've got um, two good sponsors: Britannia. Fleet removals, they sponsor me monthly, and McDermott Smith Law, they sponsor me monthly, and it just helps me with all my costs and covers covers my uh, travel. So, uh, one of the lucky, one of the lucky people that don't need a job, I can just box. There's a fair amount of traveling, especially when you then have a, a car. Don't have a car, no, <laughs> on the train. Train costs a fortune, train costs more than a car, then how that works. Yeah. Um, how do you find it living with the, the three Irish boys? That's brilliant, there's always laugh. Like last night we played, played some poker, it's just good, there's always, they're always doing something here. Uh, Something entertaining, so yeah, it's costly with the man. 
the fun in the house, but then in the gym, they're, they're beasts, you know, so it's got, I've got best of both worlds. Yeah. Is that sort of motivating for you? Like, see, when you've said in the past, oh, that sometimes when you're like, oh, motivation can drop sometimes, having them sort of drag you along. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Like, Seeing inspiring, inspiring training alongside them. Yeah. Um, is it weird sort of seeing now come full circle like living with like Tyrone and stuff down after boxing yeah it is it's mad isn't it it's like I, we box each other and then we put on the circuits together and now, now we train together but you know I, I, I definitely feel it's the best choice I've got quality sparring with him and Sean and uh, it's going to bring us both on I hope yeah um, you obviously I think you're 30 um, when when you turned pro was is there sort of that? Does that play in your mind as well that like, you maybe don't have as many years in as say some of the younger guys that have just turned pro? Like yeah, definitely. That's younger. that's always going to be a part of it. But I think I um, I don't live an unhealthy life. I live live right. So uh, my career is just going to be as long as I want it to be. Really, you know, as long as I keep training and keep living living right, eating right, and um, yeah, I can I have got a few more years left. Yeah, definitely. Um, how do you find living in Scotland in, in general? Yeah, I enjoy it. I, we we blessed we go live next door to the gym so I can just get up go to the gym can stay in the gym as long as I want and then um, come back here we get meal preps so we, the, we, the food's made we've got um, Danny, Danny's wife Sandra uh, her dad Jock he makes us he makes soups for us every week just the nicest soups ever so <laughs> just just eating eating brilliant and um, yeah loving it here yeah um, do you find it tough like when you're saying like living away from the family like Living away from the girlfriend, obviously she's used to it. But do you do you say would you want to settle in Liverpool? Do you think eventually or? Yeah, I think so. We would want to look at buying buying a house in Liverpool next year. But it, I think just just it goes fast. Like all of them is eat and sleep and train. So the days just go quick. So before I know it, it's the weekend and then and I go, I go on. But um, like I said, it's only like a it's not a long career boxing. It's not gonna be forever. So just gotta make the most of it while I can and make the most money I can. And, and then I'm out. Um, do you find that sort of tough sometimes? Maybe like just doing when you're saying like eat, train, sleep. Like, do you find oh I want to be doing something else? No, that's what I just what I love doing. I couldn't compete with myself doing anything else. Just what I love doing. Sounds boring to other people, but yeah, it's, it's what I love. Uh, if you're doing, doing what you love, then it's that's not it. work. Yeah, exactly, it's not work. Um, when you've hung up the gloves, what would you ideally have? What would you like to achieve in that time? I want to have my own house, or paid paid for, and my own car. Yeah, that's 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 what I want. Yeah. And the lessons. And the lessons. Yeah. I'm hopefully I'm going for a crash course right. before Christmas. So that's that's what I want. That's my goal. Have my own house, paid yeah. for, and then then I can um, start any job. Then go to any job. Where are we thinking about the house? Where's that? Oh, just in where my area, Prescott. Yeah, just where we like our area. We love it. So uh, it's not too expensive. So. So you're a big name back home as well, turn on Christmas. I know, I was, I was surprised, I was shocked that they even asked me, but I felt ashamed that they asked me, but you know, I when you think about it, I'm calling off bronze medalist and professional boxer, so hopefully I can inspire some some of the kids. I was up there with Father Christmas and, and the mayor, it's funny, <laughs> and me. It's a hell of a trip. Yeah. <laughs> is it hit home like, when you get sort of invited to those sorts of things? Is it like, what? Is it hit home? Like, oh, like, it's just, just nice, it's nice yeah. to be recognised I guess, yeah, and you think, oh maybe I am doing something right, yeah. it's nice. Um, I've seen you, uh, Davis was one of the names that you've uh, been, you, 
for what for boxing, you're not afraid to call on people out. I know, I'll call them. <laughs> That's the way boxing is going. I think at the moment, yeah. like you can just sit and be quiet, then no one's speaking about you. But if you call people out, then even even if it just gets people speaking about me, saying, "Oh, I've seen what Sam's called this person out," it's yeah. a, it's 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 get my name out there. Kind yeah. of thing. Um, if you have three three boxers that you'd like to face next year, I'm guessing he's one of them. Who yeah, definitely one of them. I think. There's a fight as well between a lad called Derek Foley and Ennis Brown. I think they're boxing for the WBO European, something like that. Oh, yeah. But um, they've, Foley's got a high ranking, and uh, Ennis Brown's been, been winning a lot of British fights. I'd love to get the winner out of that or box one of them um, as well. So, you know, some some good fights out there for me. Good stuff. And they're both MTK fighters, then, too, so it could right, easily be. And, and, uh, and O'Hara, so all them, them fights could be made easy. Pretty sure Darrell fought up here for. Uh, yeah. Glasgow uh, not too long ago. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Um, anything you'd like to add at all? No, or? good. Thanks for that. Well, thank you very much for your time. Appreciate it. No worries. And, uh, best of luck in your fight on December 22nd. Thank you. Cheers, man. Cheers, man. Thanks, man.